All right, I'm going to count us in. You ready? Okay. All right. Three, two, and... Yo, here we are again. Welcome back to the What's the Word podcast. I am your boy, R.O.B. I am here with a very special guest with my guy, my little big brother, uh. S-Dub. A-Z. What up, bro? Y'all know what it is. What's good? What's good? We say Word Up is a family thing, but y'all need to know, like, this is really a a family thing. For real, family thing. So, what's up, bro? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm chilling. Chilling. Killing, killing. Killing? You know, we killing this game, bro. This guy. What we trying to do? We trying to reach for the top, right? True that, true that. Well. I appreciate you coming on the pod, bro. This is a a, a must. Like, you know what I mean? You're a must. Damn, D, you did this? That's a must. Mm-hmm. Paris coming on here eventually. Mm-hmm. It's a must. It's just certain things that have to happen. It's like breathing, bro. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm just getting some. Some levels, right, for the people out there when y'all see this video. Because I'm telling you, the video part of the podcast is coming. But, like I said, this is the What's the Word podcast. So, we're going to see what's the word with my little big brother, S-Dub. Let's just take it all the way back to the beginning, man. Let's take it all the way back. back. What? How far back? All the way back. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore, but someday... I don't Rappers get these days don't even know nothing about that. We can't do too much of that. I don't want to get copywritten. But anyways, yeah, we're let's start all the way in the beginning. Let's start all the way in the beginning. Let's go. What what got you into music? What was what was the enticement? I was I was raised around music, so I mean, I was, in my opinion, this was the path for me from the gate. So, I mean, I was, all I remember is from. Even even the cartoons and things, you know what I mean? So from there to the gospel music and everything like that, I kind of molded who I was from the beginning. You know, all, like all the way around aspects from all kind of different types of music. So why rap, though? I was enticed with poetry and rhyme at an early age. So the rhyming... Rhyming was always, I can remember thinking back when I was in kindergarten, the rhyming always had me more more focused than anything else, I guess you'd say. So, uh, I don't know. It's just I enjoyed rhyming. And then when I got to a certain age, I started trying to do the poetry thing. And so with poetry and rhyme, what you get? Rhyme and poetry, rap. So here I am, S Dub A Z Loon Gang. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I feel like a lot of rappers, most of us, we all start out as as poets. Like it'd be like the most thuggest dude you've ever seen in your life. And homie's like, Yeah, man, so I used to write poetry, but I ain't let nobody know that. I mean, look, yeah, Tupac writing poetry. I mean, he he was a thug, right? Nah. Uh... <laughs> I love Pog. He's a well-educated thug. He was born from from the gate. He was born to do something against the law. You know, 
I mean, look at his mama. He raised him around around uh, Black Panther and all that. So, you know, he was he was born a rebel, raised a rebel, I guess you'd say. So, I mean, even with his education and everything like that, he was still, you know, people try to, to discredit that. But, I mean, in my opinion, he was he was a thug. That was the way he was raised. I seen the thing that they said Tupac didn't start out as a thug. He turned into a thug. Well, I guess we won't know until that Hulu documentary come out, huh? This is 50 million. <laughs> everybody got a documentary on Pac and Big and yeah, everybody but got a documentary on everything. It's like days. a game of telephone. You don't know what is real. You know, you, you get told by a thousand other people we will never know what actually was legit until we watch something from his mama. You feel me? Because his mama was there from the gate. She's gone now, too, though. When did that happen? Athena's been gone for a couple years, bro. What? Yes. Athena's, yeah, unfortunately, R.I.P. to Pac's mom. I did not know that. No, that's the word. Sorry. my world. All right, so yeah, man. Let's not spend too much time on Pac because we could do we could do a whole podcast on Pac. That's we could true. do a whole thing on Pac. This is about you, bro. And that's uh, you got me flabbergasted. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, she, man. All right, Peter. She really Fina. gone though, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, wow. I did not, man. I feel bad about that. I should have known something like that. See, this whole part of this podcast, you can cut out. Cause I, I, we don't, I don't cut. I don't want nobody knowing I didn't know that. That's all right. They're not, there's a bunch of stuff we don't know. You, you don't know until you know. That's what this is. This is the what's the word podcast. I'm giving you the word. All right. Well, now I feel more educated. Let's proceed. Yes, let's proceed. So, music, poetry. Poetry brought you to rap. Right. Music was always around. What's the first? What's the first rap song that comes to mind when you think of, like, I could do that? What's the first song you heard that that you was like, man, I could do that? I think I could do this. I got five on it. The remix of the original. Uh, there was probably the original because I can't remember when the remix came out. But I mean. In my opinion, I think I like the remix better because I was grown or more grown than what I was when I first heard it. But it's something about I Got Five on it that the beat alone, it got branded into my head. You know, the, the bass line comes through and, you know, the dude, I got five on it. That shit, that, that is a song that stands out as a kid, like as a young kid. So that's the word on that. Did you hear the uh the Jordan Peele remix that they did for his movie? No. Oh my God, it's amazing! It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So that's the, that's the song you heard. I got five on it, and you was like, you know what? I could rock like they rocking. No, no, it's just that's the rap song that stood out as a child that I could like when we bring up rap music, and then somebody was asked, "What's the first rap song you could think of?" And the and or the first rap song that that you can remember hearing when you was a child, and it would be I got five on it. I don't know why. And I, it's just maybe the beat. It's just something that stood out when I was younger. I can't even tell you. I can't remember the first rap song that I remember hearing. 
Yeah, I can't remember the first rap song I remember hearing. As I think about it, that's crazy. Your memory is that good. I just, I just know. My memory ain't good at all. It's just that that's something. That one of those moment. one things that stand out to me. You feel me? Now, if it come down to why I started rapping, I can't tell you. I know Easy E played a very big part about that. You know, I I was a very big fan of Easy E, still am. You know, rest in peace to you know the Godfather of hip hop or gangster rap, whatever. Yeah, gangster rap because uh, hip hop started in the east. Well, yeah, that topic of discussion at some other point. We made that better on the west. I'm not, you know, I'm a I'm a West Coast baby, but you know, I do got love for the East. Big is my favorite rapper. I'm, we just had that conversation too. That is no longer true. Yo, okay. What he's <laughs> what he's saying is, I said I think Nip might be my new favorite rapper because I seen you know there's a little things on on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. If you could bring one person back, and it was between Nip, Big Pop, and I was like Nip immediately came to my mind, and then my second thought was, oh my god, Did I Big just not do my that rapper no more. Why would I not want Big back? But like I said, like me and you had a conversation. I think Nip had, not to say Big didn't have more to offer, but Nip had a lot more to offer. He was doing a lot for the community and stuff. Not to say Big wouldn't be doing it at this point, but he wasn't at the moment. Uh, Big, there was two different ways of coming up. You know, Nip wanted wanted to see a change, and Biggie wanted to make a change in his own life. You feel me? It was... You got somebody, in my opinion, just he big was trying to make money. He was what part of you know that era, you know, pushing the dope and everything. And like he's that. only twenty four. Like people talk about Big and Pac, like you know, men like these grown men, but they was only twenty three, twenty four. Like think about that. Like I just turned thirty a couple weeks ago. Like damn you. You older than me, little big brother. Shit, the hell. It's, who knows that? Now everybody. Nah. But yeah, man, we talk about them like like they're, you know, like they were grown, but it's just like I was making a lot of mistakes. I didn't even have Mel till I was 24, 25. And Big already had a daughter at that point. Yeah, like so that, his mind was toward making that money. Like, yeah, his mind was kiddish. And Nip, Nip was 30-something, 30, 30. He was probably just tired of seeing young folks not get a chance to make it to their potential. You feel me? I think Nip, like you say, he had a lot to offer the community. So I think that he was tired of seeing young folks not make it. You know, being from where we're from, we don't have lots of people that's getting taken out like that, but... It has recently started getting more and more. And so we have lost quite a few people from around here. So rest easy to y'all as well. Man. But we losing people every day. We lose yo, do you notice how many more rappers we lose consistently? Like think about most of our favorite rappers. Like even easy 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 died. I'm gonna call that natural causes because it's a disease, mm, you know? Mm. He I'm just saying he didn't die from you know, he didn't. He didn't die from gun violence. Big pot gun violence, but like it, you know. And then nobody died for a long time. But now, look how many rappers are getting shot consistently. Well, in my opinion, you got lots of young folk that wants to take 
that crown. Like, I'm the one who took this dude out. Now, I might be wrong about that, but at the same time, you don't have kids working to their potential anymore. So they want to make a name without a way of knowing how. You feel me? And so how do you make a name for yourself? You find somebody with a big name and you do something to them or, you know, with them. You feel me? And then people going to remember that. Whether it's, you know, for a bad reason or not. They're going to remember who did it. They ain't going to like it, but they're going to remember that shit. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Just me personally, I mean, I don't ever want to see nobody get killed. But I get, you know, people want a name. They want the cred. They want they want the G. But I don't know. Maybe it's because we're the age we are now. But I'm like, yo, that's not G. You just took somebody from their family, from their mm-hmm. daughter, over what? Over a couple of dollars? I agree. Over a chain that, that these days with all the cameras and social media that you're going to get to enjoy for what? A day? A week? Before they come scoop you up? Because they're going to pull all that cell phone footage. They're going to pull all the camera footage from everywhere. You're not even gonna get a chance to pawn that chain before they before they catch you and you doing twenty five with L for three hundred dollars. A lot of them is young. A lot of these people that's getting locked up for twenty five years haven't even got to a chance to where they at a legal age to drink shit. They ain't even seen life yet. That's facts. that's what hurts me. You feel me? Because you see, you know, a lot of a lot of rappers out there is rapping about doing this and that and all that. I mean, it may be true what they doing. But you got young kids that's listening to that and trying to act what they're doing. So, I mean, with that being said, I've, as a rapper, I've tried to change my uh, delivery from being so violent to doing something that's, you know, uh, more of a positive thing. I mean, I've been there. I've been rapped about the whole shooting up people and all that, doing drugs and shit. But, I mean, I'm be honest with you. Like you said, we're older now. I got kids. I don't want my kids, you know, doing that kind of shit. So I'm trying to change things up, which, I mean, I have my issues when it comes down to that, too. Because once you set in a certain way, it's hard to change that shit. I agree. And it's not it's not to say that the, the shoot 'em up murder rap ain't, ain't good. Cause I like it. I listen. I like drill rap. I like you know what I mean. Don't get me wrong. You know I like old school NWA talking about rolling up and bop 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 bop. But that's the thing is you can hear Cube and them talk about rolling up and popping. But did Cube really was he shooting people? Nobody was talking about the things that he, he was, was witnessing True. around him. And that's the thing is like man. But I mean that's that... okay. Music is entertainment. It's okay for music to be entertainment. But my thing with it is, if you're going to do the shoot 'em up rap or whatever, cool. That's fine. But let it be known that it's just music. Well, it is just music, but was Ice Cube stating what he was seeing around there? Was he trying to express so other people knew what was going on around him? Because, I mean, at some point, wasn't nobody listening to where Cube was from, you know? Didn't, didn't nobody care about what was going on in his area? So, I mean, when Cube started writing where he was from and starting, you know, to speak about that thing, about that shit like uh, uh, Boys in the Hood and everything like that, when they came out with that, that went wild because everybody in the street 
they was like, okay, now this was going on. So then when that finally caught fire, they, you know, you started getting other people listening. You got police listening. You got white folk listening when you wasn't having that kind of kind of shit before. So now you got Q trying to still express, you know, the what's going on around him so other folks is listening and you got more of an eye opening. You see? And so with him making that growing to be what he was and making that kind of music that bred people like Nipsey, you know, trying to trying to uh, make things better and, and try to, to bring up their community because now you got more people, business owners and things, listening to what you're doing. And, you, you know, they're making profit off of this as well. And you're also making a change in the hood because now you ain't just trying to be stuck up in the street. You're trying to do something with your life, whether that be rapping, selling something, you know, become a scientist, whether whatever it is. But now you got people watching you when you didn't have that before. Now, I'm not from that era, so I don't know. But, I mean, that's that's where I see it. Yeah, we are the era that uh, grew up with the internet, and that does make things a little different. Like, you know, even, you know, Easy was, Easy, Easy was cribbing, but it's not all over his music like that. You know, he wasn't like, like nowadays, you know, they just throw they set and the name of they dead ops in the song right there. Like it wasn't, it wasn't so much blatant disrespect and it was just, and it was, you know what I mean? Like the music was the music. If you knew, you knew, but it wasn't overly like, it wasn't overly like that. Like now it's super saturated with constantly dissing. It kills me listening to these, bro. I listen to, to, to some of this music and I just, I have to stop and think back to what the dude says on, on his, uh, on his verse. And then you kind of sit back like, bro, you you snitched all on yourself and everybody around you just by this verse. And so it just trips me out how, I mean, yes, it's kind of transparent because, you know, you got everybody on social media paying attention and you, you know, a lot of people posting what they doing, where they at on social media and this, that, and the other. But when you hop up on your track and you're telling Telling, like you said, telling people about the people you shot, the people you robbed, and all that. You ain't supposed to be putting that shit out there like that. No, nope. that's that's it. it if you it don't talk confusing. about it, you don't gotta give details. It's, it you could be like, I shot the man. You don't gotta say, I shot the man at three o'clock on Tuesday <laughs> on the corner of Wilshire and Third. You don't got to say that, bro. You could just be like, yeah, man, he was disrespecting and I shot him. It ain't got to be, yeah, Willie Bo was disrespecting and I got him. <laughs> you don't got to do it. It's music, bro. It, and I don't know. I don't know. I do a lot of, I I put my real life in my I could music be too. wrong, but I think your microphone went out. Why? Oh, no, I heard it again. I Like right. I said, I think, sorry for the brief interruption, but, um, Look, you done made me lose my train of thought. Yeah, well, my bad. That's like I said, I like do. I put my real experiences in music, but like I said, I do a lot of I do a lot of emo rap, but that's okay. Like I said, everybody, I think there's room for everything. Everybody has their lane, but if you're really out there committing crimes, stop putting every detail of the crimes in the song. Stop that for one. For two, I love to shoot them up type of music i love it it's cool but again just because you make the shoot 'em up type of music don't mean you really gotta go shoot 'em up 
That's, but I mean, go back to your your emo rap statement. You feel me? Now, if these folks go and take that that the, their lyrics, what they were just shooting people up and all that, and they thought about why did they did this shit, and they put that on the damn uh, verse or their songs instead of what they did. I mean, I feel that you would have more of an impact on your listening, your fan base, and everything like that. So I can't call that emo emo rap emotional rap that's you know you being more true to you and your surroundings by doing that i mean yeah anybody can shoot somebody but why do you feel the need to do that i get you i see what you're saying like i said i just personally i think there's room for everything there's room for everybody and like i said i just i i hate seeing people pass away constantly whether it be rappers whether it be regular people out in the streets because you know what i mean we both know people who've passed away to gun we've known a lot of people who've passed away to gun violence yeah. and it's just like man some of that when you hear the stories of why some of that just seems no, senseless no. some of it is senseless i mean a lot of motherfuckers gonna take this as disrespect but i mean honestly if you shooting somebody you a bitch i mean you you scared to put down the pistols and, you know, put them up. At least if you fight, you can turn around and come back and be like, yo, you you got you got my respect. You put them up with me. Even if you whoop the dude's ass, you feel me? You can beat that motherfucker down and, he, you know, him not be talking for a while, but the motherfucker be still alive. And then you can still at least show that motherfucker the respect that he put him up with you, even though you knew you was going to whoop his ass. But no, these motherfuckers these days, they want to turn around and shoot somebody and be like, you know what, I ain't going to waste my time on this. I'm going to just shoot you and get out the way. That shit don't make no damn sense to me. You know? That I could agree with. That shit, it's it, it's ridiculous. No Especially watching shooters, shit. But I just, you know, shooting shouldn't, always, shooting shouldn't always be your go-to. It shouldn't be when your pride is hurt, I got to shoot something. That shit don't make no damn sense to me. I under, I'm not saying I understand the shooting, but I understand the uh when people get their feelings hurt or they pride hurt and they, you know, people are... And then people, that go back. A lot of people are insecure. Especially, you know, not saying all the thugs, but some thugs, you know, a lot of thugs are like, you know, they got a lot on their mind. Because, again, people act like... like Street life don't take a toll. Like, some people are just sociopaths, I guess, and could shoot five, six people and not a care in the world. But the average person, on average, that kind of stuff lives with you, you know what I mean? And it messes with your mind. And people just got to be aware of that. That's all That's all I'm trying to say. We're not trying to get off on a tangent on gun violence and people passing away and things. But just while we're here, man, just, you know. Take care of your mental health. Make sure you're cool. You ain't always got to hurt somebody. When hurt people don't always got to hurt people. And we doing this music thing because words affect people. You feel True. me? Words affect people. Whether that be a little 15-year-old boy you know, a little youngster that's trying to be put on. Words affect people. So whether you're doing this for the good or the bad, you can still help somebody out make themselves better, no matter what you've been through. Sure. Again, not trying to tell y'all what kind of music to make, because, you know, 
we're not saying everything we make is super uplifting and positive because it's not, you know. Sometimes mu- music could be fun. Music, Like I said, music could be fun. Music could be dangerous. There's room for everything. There's a lane for everything. But at the end of the day, man, I just would like everybody to be safe and make it home to their family no matter what kind of music you're making. That's it, to be real. But let's get into a brighter note. A-R-P. Man. That's... The album, the group that never was. <laughs> man. That was but never was. Tell me about that. That there ain't much to say about that. Just young. We grew up, well, at this time, when I think about ARP, we thinking back when 50 Cent was, you know, coming up and rap was doing, rap was doing something. You feel me? Rap was moving. You know, you remember that whole, that whole era. There's 50 so, million clicks. Rough Riders, uh, Aftermath. Uh, Murder Inc. I'm taking all of them out of my mouth right there. <laughs> I mean, even D12 was doing their thing right then. You feel me? So in the, what the 2003 era, you know that's about that time. Mm-hmm. I feel so. Music at that time was very inspirational, and I think that that took a toll on us. And so as you know, we was children. We was listening to all this that you know we even heard a little dude that was about our age rapping and we was like you know what I want to do that too shout out to Lil Diz hey. I don't know I don't know where you at I don't know how I remember that but that's yo I remember that little CD too that uh that was like an eye opening like yo we can do this too we have a passion for music we always have no matter what it was you know uh, all kind of different types of music so as we grew and we started doing that, you know, and decided, you know, we're brothers. What's our first names? You know, Andre, Rob, Paris, all right, A-R-P. You know, as we think about it, if, if we, we were was, smart, <laughs> if we were any kind of smart, we would have said R-A-P, you know, that, that, and I didn't even think about that until... I was already grown, you know, I started thinking about that back in the day. So when at that time, you know, we was just brothers having fun, thinking that we knew what we was doing when we didn't. I don't remember ever writing nothing. I remember writing other people's lyrics and changing a couple things here and there. And it's funny that I say that because last night my son walked up to me. It was like, Dad, I want you to listen to this. All right, you know, and I try to give my kids the complete attention. I sat there. What you got? Which kid? Diggy. You That's know? the beatboxer. <laughs> yeah, he, he know. That's he, the human beatbox. Uh-huh. Uh, he out there. He's already in touch with his music side. So he started rapping it to me, this, uh, this verse that he had, right? And it's the same exact verse that I had heard my youngest showing me earlier, some dude making a song about this Minecraft game. And so I knew where I came from, and I had a flashback to the ARP. You know, I remember writing somebody else's lyrics, and then this is where it came down. When it came down to the last couple bars, he changed it up to switch what he wanted it to say, and I was like, "Yup, there we go." That's <laughs> I remember doing the same thing. So I didn't knock him. I ain't say, "Yo, you got to write your own." You know, you got to go change that up. Write your own music. No, I remember where that's you know where it came from. Yo, that's homage. That's 
That's pretty. Don't weird. act like we. I've never flipped the big line. You've never flipped the easy line. Like yo, that's a hard line. But I just said this instead of that. And you pay homage by doing the first half of the bar the way people remember it. And then when they're expecting the part that they know, you flip it and put your own little boop nah, at the end of the punchline. This was, <laughs> you rewrote the verse and changed a couple words here and there. And that's, you know, if that was homage, the way you go. Exactly. You, you know, somewhere. we started, and I mean, you remember the little thing that you had, you know, when we started trying to record the things and everything. We didn't know nothing, but we was on the right track. Yo, we started recording terribly, terribly. And we need recorded nothing with ARP, just nothing. We sat there and we, I don't remember writing. He was writing other lyrics. I don't know what Paris was doing, but we was just all there, three in the huddle. Man. Did I, we even play beats? Uh, Yeah, old old beats that we used to like. Remember you used to download them on the, on the CD? I remember the X beat, because, I mean, shout out to Paris. No, He's still one of my, oh, be, my favorite rappers. Yo, we recorded that on my cell, that on my beat, Samsung phone, my flip phone. That's man, and tell me he didn't kill it, no, bro. He did. Just freestyle he did. off the top of the noggin, and he just made that X, X, or he said what he say, sex, sex. And I mean, he was how old? I don't know. Two years younger than me. Than so both I mean, of us. And he was little. He ain't know nothing about none of that. <laughs> you know what he was talking about? But he damn sure was kicking it like he did. Shit, that's. <laughs> Yo, we re-recorded that too, and it just wasn't the same. It is if. If that's one thing that I've learned in this music thing, when you try to redo something, you ain't going to have the same energy you did when you first felt and was like, yo, you know, you either going to have too much energy because you feel it too much or you ain't going to have enough energy. It ain't the same as when it first clicks. Okay, well, that brings up a good question. That brings up a question. So, right. laying down a demo vocal versus like, this is what I'm going to use. What do you think? Because... I know sometimes for me, I get I get like demo itis. Like I'll lay something down and then I'll take it with me and I'll listen to it. And then when I try to re-record it, I'm like, no, it doesn't sound as good as it did the first time. But a lot of people say, you know, if you go in once you have it memorized and you got it and you just, you know, and you re-record it, you got more emphasis, your breath tone is by it, and it sounds better. Sometimes I can't get out of my own head and I'm like, nah. The re-record don't sound as better as that demo version, as the demo version, as that that first draft I laid of it. What are your thoughts? Where where do you sit in that debate? I well, a lot of this it, it all depends on where your mind state's at. Because the way that I get my ver my best verses is, I've noticed a bar will come into my head or something, you know, an opening bar, and I'll be like, oh, yo, I gotta write that down. So I write it down. And I work around that. But then, you know, sometimes I have a beat and I'm like, yo, I'm going to say this. I start rapping on it, you know, and I start writing something and then I record it. And either if I don't like it, then sometimes I sit there and I take a couple punchlines because, you know, no matter what you record, you got a punchline that stands out to you and you want to keep using that. So I'll work around that, you know, and eventually I come up with something that I can use and then I lay it down and either I like it or I don't. Shit, I got things that I loved that was I knew was the dopest shit and I listened to it now and was like man I can't believe I did that you know I can't believe I recorded that and thought that shit was dope Yo. but then again I got things that I recorded and listened back was like damn bruh that was raw so I mean it goes both ways it, it all depends I mean as an artist 
sometimes you just gotta, you know, write, write when you can. Sometimes the demo version is gonna help you, and you just going ahead and go with it. Go with your gut feeling. I don't know. I can't tell somebody how to do that thing, but me, sometimes I go up into the studio and I won't say a damn thing, and the microphone just be spitting gibberish. But then a couple bars will come out and be like, "Oh, that was dope." You know, as a matter of fact, I just did that yesterday, and a couple bars that I had on there. Man, wait until you hear this next one I drop, bro. I'm telling you. Man, we need some new you. SW music. I'm telling you, bro. I'm I'm about to, man. All I'm right. about to blow the gasket out. So, all right. So, we did ARP. That went nowhere. Fizzled out. Where, where, did, uh, where did the music take you next? Uh, what? So after ARP continued, that's what I was going to do. So, I mean, went through middle school, went to Lakeside. I remember, okay, so well, Young Black, shout out to Young Black. I know you out there. I remember having my first, because I, I used to hear critical Young Black out there rapping all the time. You know, and they, I was like, all right. So I rapped too. You know, I was rapping on the unders. We were doing our things. One day, I decided, you know what, I'm a... I'm a battle. I'm a battle, young black. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna do my thing. So I went out there and I said some old shit that I, I, it was you know you can tell that it's a it's a youngster trying to you know find his way. You remember any of the bars? I said some shit about I, eat you up like Reese's and break you in pieces or some shit like that. I said that shit and everybody started rolling. So I didn't know if they was laughing at me. Or because I was hard, but that was enough for me to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. So you can even ask people in high school. When I got into freshman year and everything like that, I was walking around with a notebook and a pencil all the time, just writing. When I, my teachers would get pissed off because I'd be in the class writing music, not paying attention to what the hell they was talking about. In my head, I guess I'm like, I'm a kid. I know what I want to do with my life. So why I gotta pay attention to this? I mean, I wish I would have paid a little bit more attention in school now that I think about it, but I, I've i met lots of people through my life that was doing music and shit like that, and that was from at an early age all the way up until now. You feel me? So this followed me all up through high school to where I'm at, and I've met, what, we started after... Uh, after Lakeside, ended up going to the East Campus. Started, you know, writing music around there. Linked up with a dude named Wicked. Shout out to Wicked. You know, Wicked. he's... He's, uh... I've never met Wicked. I... Never met Wicked. We know a lot of people, like, you know, you, uh... We Callie used to Green, walk down the street. About, Crispy, but yeah, never met Wicked. Slavey. Cali, you know, Lazy. I've only Lazy. a handful of times, too. Man... We used to walk down the street to, to, to Wicked's. Uh, I don't know, I don't know whose apartment it was, but it was their apartment. You know, we used to try to record things during our lunch breaks, and that uh, the partner Cali Green had the High Life Soldiers, and I was trying to be a High Life Soldier, and uh, so worked with that for a while. And a shout out to Mike too, man. I. As I think about it, you know, I like doing, you know, going back on how we began. 
because I enjoy thinking about the the relationships that I've built around this, you know, and, and the things that I started doing and things that I've learned from this. You feel me? So high life, that, you know, everybody ended up really going their own way with high life. But I mean, I thought that was, you know, one of the dopest things that came along in the high school era. Other than word of records, you feel hey, me? that was high school era, two thousand and eight. So was that it? It was it was high life, and then then word up full life, or is there anything in between? Uh, honestly, I shit, you got a better memory than I do. I can't just remember. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, t- well, I, word up records started two thousand and eight. So I mean, that was around when I was sixteen. Honestly, I don't I don't know. So yeah, probably went from, you know, the high life era to, you know, word up and who would have those gonna... songs that you recorded? Honestly, probably Callie. You I think Callie or Wicked? Who would who Oh uh, Wicked, no. Honestly, shit, I don't know if honestly I can't remember if we even got a full song, if I ever got a full verse recorded, but honestly, you know how the computers and things go. Probably those probably ain't never even been found. Man. Yo, I mean, they probably Cali, got a few Cali. Wicked. If you got any of those, I'm going to need those. Uh, We're going to need those. Old school Swazze. What, so was it always Swazze? Was it Swazze back then, too? Man, I used to rap under, I think, Baby D. Baby D? I don't D. know. Yeah, I was <laughs> Baby D until... uh Friday? Yeah, well, yeah, and then I then I decided, you know, Baby D probably wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the era I was going. You know, it shouldn't... Shouldn't be going in that direction, okay? My bad, I don't know. Error, but uh. So where'd Swazay come from? Let's see. Uh, Tell the people, man. That's that's a touchy subject right there. Honestly, if I'm speaking honest, I I don't think I've ever actually told somebody where Swazay came from. All right. Um, I was always told it's a type of wine. It is a type of wine. It is uh. I didn't find out it was a type of wine until years later, but I had heard somebody else being named or was was named Swazé, and being named Swazé, I was like, all right. I watched them, you know, went from being who they was, and then they smoked themselves out, and they they wasn't doing nothing with their music anymore, and so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm doing something with my music, so I'll take the name and I'll. I'll run with it. And so I've been Swazé ever since. You got S-dub. a lot of you got a lot of AKAs. Swazé, S dub, Swaz, the STS, uh, the Superman. Superman. We could do this all. You got so many AKAs. Too sick. I'm the Loon Tune. Now I'm telling you, I got what? Shout out to Manny. Call me Lefty. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Manny, bro. It's all love. Yes, sir. Yo, you're gonna have to help me come up with some more AKAs. I don't got enough. R O B, R O. That's all I got. I got two. Shit, you could do on a beat, bro. On a beat. Just call you on a beat, you know, because you raps on a beat. That's yo. R O B. Raps on a beat. If y'all didn't know that, all right. So you went from high life HLS. Were you ever Wicked Productions, or were y'all just using Wicked's facility? I can't remember. I 
Shit, I probably had it all on a on a MySpace at one time. This is back when people was using MySpace. So, shit, I don't know. I probably, I probably had. I don't. I don't know. I know I rock with Wicked for a while, and I don't remember actually getting a full blown Wicked track. And now Wicked out there doing big things. So yeah, shout out to Wicked, man. It's all love. I still want to meet you, bro. Like I said, we know too many people for us to not have ever met. That's crazy. It went off, went to school, what all musicians should do. You know, go off, go to school and learn the actual behind the scenes of what to do and what not to do when it comes to music. Because uh, when they say you need schooling for whatever you do, they was right. Hey, go take a break if you need to. Yeah, come on, I'm getting tired as hell. But yeah, so then, like I said, then it's then it's word up from 08 until infinity. So what's up? What was it just cause it was me? What made you be like, yeah, man, I'ma leave this no disrespect, but I'ma leave this HLS thing behind and I'ma come come with word of records. Cause yeah. again, that I would say for you and uh Davey, shout out Davey. I would say that messing with, with messing with me and and uh Robert and that would be a downgrade because y'all went from recording in home based studios to recording off the microphone on the laptop and a beat playing on a CD player in the TV. No, nah, we uh, uh, even even during well, high life it basically did like ARP. It ran its course and just kind of faded out. Everybody got a little taste in the music and the ones that wanted to keep on making music made music. The ones who don't. It, I mean, I guess they stopped. But um, as for me, when it came to Word of Records, I I mean, like I said, we was all still doing music. We was all still wanting to do music. And I mean, this was a family thing, and I wasn't going to let you do this alone. I if you to, recall, I didn't want to. I just wanted to You engineer. wanted to be a, yeah, you wanted to produce the things. You didn't want to rap. I don't know when you decided you was going to start rapping, but I Robert mean. Robert Gaten. Well, I mean. Everybody has a has a beginning. You Put me, me on a love song, Man, and, and I fell in love with the music. Lit the lit the fire, you know, and I, I've been at it ever since. But yeah, that's remember that that's how we started. Man, what Played I remember, beat off. I had the TV with the look. We're old. I had the TV with the VHS DVD combo. Ah. Uh. That's yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And we'd put the CD in with the beats we burned, and then we just hold the laptop up and use the recorder on the laptop. And if somebody messed up, everybody had to record the whole song the over again. Whole thing. Start over from scratch. Everybody, cause you would step in to do your verse and step back. Yep. Quickly. Whoever's doing the hook at the ready. Man. Man. You think that helped your timing? Uh I think everything you do. When it comes to any craft, no matter how bad or good you do, you learn something from it. So, I mean, it, it might have helped my timing, but, I mean, I know it helped my patience because that shit's frustrating. Man. You get everything done to, to you're like, oh, that was dope, and then somebody screw up and you got to redo it. Imagine you're, being the third verse. Exactly. And then everybody going to be mad at you at that point because you're like, bruh. I just got done three times, <laughs> and I got to do this again. Yo, the power of uh, Pro Tools when you when you really learn. I don't even think it was Pro Tools at that time. No, that was that was the recorder off. Just just 
the recorder off the computer. After that, or audacity. That was the next step. Was audacity. The next step was audacity and um, my get on the mic microphone. Remember, from my PlayStation Two, I had the little get on the mic game, the little USB microphone. I thought that, that honestly, I thought all that came before all Davy and all that. I thought I, honestly, nah, Davey, I don't remember. Davy and them were there with the CD and the laptop. Remember, we recorded a party scene, the gangster party. Remember how we did that? We I remember the, the beat dropping and me. I remember hearing my voice bust it. And, that's, and you that's, started rapping. You did your thing. And I literally paused the beat and I paused the record on the computer, on the laptop. Again, this is not Audacity. This is just the recorder on the laptop. And then I proceeded to take everything. Just laptop open. I got a ride to Davey's house. And I was like, all right, I'm going to run, run the beat back two seconds. As soon as it gets to this, I'm going to hit play and record at the same time. And you just got to go right after Andre. And he, all right. And even to this day, I have that song. And you hear the beat turn up because I'm at a new place, volume with a new level. And then he just starts going. And that's how we that's how we did that live. Everybody learns. You know, everybody learns. We, Like I said, that's the importance of going to school behind some shit. Because, I mean, look at Wicked. I mean, like I said, shout out to Wicked again. He went to school. He learned how to do this shit properly. And he's, I'm sure he knows a million other things that we don't, that we probably should by now. True. I agree. I feel but like- in my opinion, you don't need school to be a rapper. You feel me? So that's what I, that's where my mind state was at. But I mean, as being a rapper, most of the people that's being a rapper or has been a rapper are into making their own beats you know, jumping on their own rhythm and making their own melodies and everything like that. So if you had that education behind you, you know, it'd probably be, you know, a lot easier, easier for you. Yeah. So, yeah, we went from from the recorder there to the get on the mic. Then we had the over-ear headphones with the mouthpiece that came down. Yeah, I don't remember that, that at was, all. That was, that was after your accident when by the time you came back to recording after your accident. It was the little headphones with the little with the little mic attached to the headphones, and that's that's how we were recording. I'm be honest, I don't know. Do you remember making too many records when you was in recovery like that? Because uh, I know after your accident, you were very eager to to get back to the music and the headset. The little headset mic helped out a lot because you didn't have to stand up. You just but I can't I can't remember recording anything i remember when i first started writing again but i couldn't remember how i delivered them or how they sounded i know after my car accident i had to restart from scratch basically so i mean this it uh uh i don't know it was it was like a restart button i had to rest. i probably don't rap the same way i did before i got hit so i couldn't tell you you know, I remember the first actual verse that I had written, but because I remember sitting on the edge of the bed trying to write with my hand, and it was coming out hella sloppy. But I remember it actually being a complete verse, and I don't remember what it was. But I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't even know how it sounded. You would have all them all them files before me. I if I would no, I don't. We lost that computer in the fire. Oh, 
man. You man, see, I lost that. In the Everybody could have had the whole bounce back story and everything if yeah. we still had those. You could have heard the child Swaze. Y'all could have heard the the recovering Swaze, and y'all could have heard the now. But I mean, like like I was but saying, was it insurance fraud? I'm not gonna say it wasn't. What? No burn down, and he got some money. And yeah. now they got nice luxury condos sitting above it, so... Think so? Oh, man, this is the first is I've heard kid, about any of that. There? Was it ever there again? Nah, he got a check and was gone. Yo, we paid to paint that whole room out of our own pocket. Yeah, yeah, that's that robbed. Everything. Robbed of money, robbed of the studio, robbed of the music. But it's all right. We bounced back. But yeah, I will just... A lot of people would have stopped at that point. You know, a lot of people would have been like, bruh, I don't know. Nope. You know, and just kind of lost lost the drive for that. I went and got my first job because of that. And that's a, and that's another thing is that's what I got to keep telling myself because I think that that's a lot of thing that, uh, that artists go through is the determination of keeping, keeping that fire burning to want to keep going. You know, a lot of people that was put in my position would have stopped. You know, they would have been like, yo, it's too hard to write. It's too hard to to put these these rhyme schemes together. You know, it's hard for me to hit this beat the way I want to, you know, because, I mean, I still deal with a lot of that shit, but something about the music thing has always driven me back. I can't give it up, you know? So with your whole situation, the place burning down and things, you know, that that's a lot... A lot of courage and determination to continue to want to keep going. Because lots of people don't take, you know, life life stop signs too well. You know, that's where they're like, all right, stop this stop sign. I ain't going to keep going straight. I'm going to go right. You know, or I'm going to go left. And that takes them off, you know, their path to where they wanted to go in the original place. True. I mean, everywhere got speed bumps and stops. It's just where you want to go. Yo, that's deep. That's deep. Not even gonna hold you. And that so what just a, came off the top of the head. What's, I don't a, know. Uh, what, what's a, a challenge that you feel like that you face now that you feel like you didn't face before when, when it comes to writing or recording? Well, life has went on a lot. So, I mean, this, the main challenge that I got is it's not, it's not when it comes to to making the music, it's more in a personal, a personal matter. Like I feel, you know, if I'm working too hard or too much on this music, I'm taking away from my family. You feel me? And I, I feel that that's kind of selfish. Now that I have a family and you know my kids and everything like that, I don't want to take me away from them. So I mean, I do juggle, you know, and have trouble juggling the two. But they all, all my kids know what daddy does. You know, and they understand. But, I mean, also with them being kids, it's kind of hard to, you know, record with a studio in the house and everything like that. These kids be rowdy. So, I mean, that's 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 one of the main struggles I got is, is deciding if I should continue to go or stay more focused on my family. Because I don't want them to look back and be like, yo, well, daddy was always working on the music. I feel that, you know, he should have spent more time with me. 
And so those is all thoughts that I got to push back sometimes because if I don't do this music, a lot of them emotions and stuff get built up inside. And I, I feel like I do my best when I lash out on the mic, you know, when I'm writing down what I'm feeling at the time. So, you know, it's it like I said, it's more of a personal, a personal mind state that I struggle with, you know. But I mean, I got lots of struggles. So does everybody else. So I mean, the determination to want to keep going is a gift. Is it at least easier now? Because for a long time, I know you didn't have your own lab, and you was having to go to the studios, having to come to me to record and find time in both of our schedules to get it in and for me to chop it up and get it ready for you. And, and now that your lab is here, is it at least a little bit easier, a little, a little bit less of a, a thought in your mind of, man, I got to take some time away from my kids. It is, it, that is something that, uh, that I suggest to any artist that is trying to get going, they them get their own personal studio. Because for one, studio time is expensive. And for two, working around somebody else's schedule is hard. So if you if you got an opportunity, you got a little bit of money, $200, $300 to get yourself a little something going, you not only got the, the, uh, the easiness, I know that's not the right word I'm looking for, the easiness of having having the studio of your own, but you also, you get creating f- freedom, I guess you say. You get to try out different things that you wouldn't normally feel comfortable trying out with in front of other people that you don't do normally. So you find a way of finding yourself a better sound, you know, and you upgrade from there. You continue to get better because you get to find out what works for you and what don't. Instead of having to write, go down to a, a studio or somebody's studio, write what you recorded, and then there, there, there you have it. At least now you get to sit there with your own studio, recording and doing it different ways. And you know what? That was dope. You know, I'm going to sing this part. I'm a, You know what? I, don't, I won't sing in front of nobody else, but I bet you, I bet you this shit sound dope. And then you turn around and, you know, find out, all right, you know, I like this better. So, I mean, I've I've found that having my own studio has made me a better artist because, you know, I could reach out, branch out, and do my loony thing a little bit crazier, you know. And when people ain't around, I can kind of get out myself and, you know, jump on the mic and do the things I want to instead of being stopped and being, mm, I don't like that. Redo it because you, bruh, I'm going to tell you, it man, yeah, I was a <laughs> I was a critical engineer. If I didn't like, yeah, I didn't like the. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That was me just probably just faking, wanting to be Dre. Watching interviews, and they're like, "Yeah, man, Dr. Dre. If he don't like the way you do a bar, he'll stop you right in the middle." And I was just like, "It'd be great if I interrupt them a lot, <laughs> tell them they need to do better." Nah, man, I, I don't know. But then I guess, like you said, it well. Like we were saying, you know, everybody goes down a road and you taught certain things. And at this point, I've learned that when you have your own personal space to be creative, whether that's uh, you drawing, making music, you know, making your uh, playing instruments, if you got your own 
space to do so. You get to be more free and open with who you really are. And then with being who you really are is where you get your best music and your best your best outcome on whatever you're doing. I agree. So you said painting. Let's talk about that because I know I know you're not just a you're not just a rapper. You're not just a guy who just gets in here and does music. You're a very creative person in all aspects. I know you draw. I know you had to learn to you had to learn all that over again. Yeah. You were right handed initially. Yeah. Yeah, that that was definitely a struggle. Did that I mean, having to relearn it again, how to draw again, did that um did that make you not want to do it? Was it was it at any point was it too difficult? Like, yo, I'm just I'm just not gonna do that. Or was it just like now, nah, like I have to learn to do this again. This is something I'm passionate about. What's weird about okay, what he's talking about, I got hit by a car in two thousand and nine and I got, you know, uh severely injured. One of the most visible things that you can see is my arm is paralyzed. Okay, so from that on, to answer your question, for some reason, drawing and you know crafts such as that came easy to me but writing sentences and things it was it was very rough so that's where i kind of commend myself for continuing to write music because even though that i had a you know i have i still struggle with having neat handwriting at least i continue to do it to get my words out there, but for some reason, the whole drawing and the paint thing that that stayed. You know, yeah, I just want to point that out to people. Hand. Like he, he not, he's not a big write on my phone type of guy, which would probably be a thousand times easier for him these days. But he's a we can pull out and show you. He's a notebook guy. He still write. You like to write physically. What's yeah. the difference? What does it feel better? You feel like you write better? I feel when you're writing, it's well, this goes back to you <laughs> making somebody start over and start over. When you got, because, you know, you call me 50 Take Jake, well, whatever. I mean, when you write, I feel that when you're writing with the pencil, you're using your hand, and some for some reason, you memorize that better. You know, you, instead of typing down on, on, a, on a button, you memorize, you know, each line that you're, that you're making for each letter and everything like that. You just kind of begin writing and those bars stick and stick in my memory better. You know, I don't know if that's for everybody because some people just write their thing and be like, you know what? I remember this. Not for me, but I also struggle with memory issues. So for me, writing in a book has always been easier. Is Plus that that's how I started. Way? Is that your favorite way to create? Cause I know me personally, I, I do a little bit of both. I'll, well, I do a couple of different things. I'll write on paper. Sometimes I'll write on my hand, whatever, wherever I get the bar. I'll just scribble it down somewhere. But if I'm sitting writing, I'll, you know, I'll write in my phone. I'm a big phone writer these days. But I also like to just cut on a beat and cut the mic on and just kind of freestyle and mm -hmm. cut that. I like this. And I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll record a, a whole song like line by line just as I'm freestyling yep. it. No, I mean, I I get that exactly. You know, I I get that completely, but uh, it's... Oh, I forgot what we was talking about. 
My bad. What was the question again? <laughs> How do? What is your favorite way to create? Okay. To oh write yeah. Write on yeah. paper. Write on your phone to freestyle so, it into the mic. Writing. Dope. Writing on on the paper is probably my favorite. But I mean, like like you said, if uh, well, if I'm out and about doing something with my family, and uh, I'm at Walmart, or Target, or something, and 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 a bar come up inside of my head, because you know I'm like. Plenty of rappers out there, or most rappers out there, you're always trying to to rhyme something. No matter if you shopping or something, you know, you find some dude wearing a bandana. Why in the hell do you got 10 bananas? I mean, it's you you thinking of different rhymes all the time that's happening around you. So if I come up with something that I'm like, yo, that's dope. I pull out my phone and I write that down on my phone. So when I get home, I can write that down on a notepad and I start working around that. I mean, all I work around strong punchlines. That's how I feel that my best verses come out. You know, so if I got three strong punchlines that I know I want to use, I'm either going to figure out if it's a closing punchline or a beginning. You know, so I I'll have an opener for a bar, and that's what I write down, so I can close that bar, and then start the next one. Or I know that I want to work up and close the whole verse with this punchline. That's just my my take on it. So you write, so you write first, yeah. Usually, or do you find the beat first? That that is a tricky one. I've been on both, you know. So I with musicating when I was making that mixtape, I sat. I would get up every day about three o'clock in the morning. I'd smoke a blunt, and I'd force myself to write a verse, at least one verse. And a lot of the time during that era, I was coming up with songs with its own melody and everything like that. And, like, you know, I knew how I wanted the song to sound. But then I ain't had no money to buy no beat or nothing. So then I go online, I download, a, a, I listen through a bunch, of, a bunch of beats. I do the song the way that I heard it sounding on that beat and if it didn't work then I wouldn't download it and then I find another one and if it worked I'm like alright this will work so I download it from there got lost again didn't you yeah I, I, did, did I answer the question I mean I, <laughs> I said I said how do you do you start with the bars or do you start with the beat and essentially you said well music Katie oh yeah well, well music Katie you started the bars first and found the beats later yeah, so now being like I said, being more educated with with the craft and everything like that. I I now release music with the intentions on trying to make money or something come from it. So then I will, you know, purchase the beat and work around that. But let's be honest, sometimes that shit don't work. I end up with a gang of beats that I thought I can come up with something for and I won't. So then a lot of time you'll look back through a couple verses or something and you're like, you know what? This was a raw-ass verse. Then you go and put that to one of the beats that you ain't got nothing for and you know, oh, bro, this gonna work. So then you turn around and you got yourself a song right there. Yeah, I struggle with that too. I've been, yeah, I hate that. When you have the beat, you're like, yo, in the moment, this is hard. I'm gonna make the best song ever. And then you buy it. Same as it hit yesterday. And then that goes back to what I'm saying. If you 
come up with a concept and you and you know what you want to do, you you do it then. Because you're not going to have the same energy you thought you had when you come back with a brand new head. And that's the good thing about having the lab near you when inspiration exactly. hits. Even if it's just the rough draft, you yeah. can go lay the rough draft down. You could have someone else engineer it for you, but just the luxury of when inspiration hits to be able to go lay it down, that's that's a different. That's different. That hit different in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, okay, so I forget what... Uh, what song it was? It you know it's a song that me and you got coming out. When I said uh, uh, something about uh, got a list of dead people in the street right behind me, that right there. When I opened up that that beat, I knew that that bar was how it was going, where I was coming from. You know, and that's I'm glad that we put that down. Well, I was able to record that part before I had that energy vanish from where I was, but. That one just kind of stuck. I think that no matter no matter when I recorded that, I think I would have had that same. Because, I mean, I just knew. I knew that that bar was it. It had the whole East Coast feel to it. So, I mean, when I put that down, I feel that that was, that, that's where I was headed. That was what it was supposed to be. That's where I was headed. That's what the music gods wanted. They told you. They blessed exactly. you with that. I feel it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I know, man. I hate. How do you feel personally? Because I know I hate when I when I come up with something and I'm like, oh, that's hard. And I go to write it down or put it in my phone and it just disappears from my brain. Yeah. No. You know what? I struggle. I struggle with when I lay down and sleep, you know, lay down to go to sleep because I struggle with going to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll smoke and I lay down and I get ready for bed or whatever I'm doing. And then I lay down, close my eyes, lights turned off and everything like that. And then I'll start going through rhymes. You know, the rhymes would be flickering in my head all the time. So I go down, you know, most of the time I'll be like, yo, that was, man, that was raw. I should get it in. You know, I'm laying down, my body getting comfortable. You know, I'm telling myself, yo, I should get get up and write that. I should get up and write that right now. But then I turn around, you know what? Nah, I, I remember it tomorrow morning. Wake up the next day, and won't even remember that I was oh, coming up with the shit. Gotta write it in the moment, bro. Exactly. Gotta write it in the moment. All right, so I know we just we just carrying on, carrying on, man. This has been a good pod. I appreciate it. But um, so yeah, so you go high life, word up. We go from recording on laptops to recording with audacity. So I finally step up game and I get pro tools and then you draw all over the inside of the booth we made. <laughs> I Confess well, now on the pod. Let's just get it out, bro. Man. We're grown now. You don't have to lie. I'm not going to lie. If you guys don't know. I don't know who did that shit. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say shit that's going to incriminate me whatsoever. I don't know who the hell did that shit. So, I got Why a job. Why would I want to to ruin something that you work so hard for? I got a job. Even though, I, you know, I am I, a graffiti artist on the side. I built <laughs> I built the booth. Zip ties, pegboard, and um, sheetrock. Davey almost died in that booth. Man, he ain't so the only one. Remember Tone Lope? Oh, yeah, sled hamburger juice all in <laughs> that, that thing. That right there was the one of the best. Unknown. Man, I miss those times. You miss those times when there was seven, eight of us 
all packed in a room, sweating on the inside, sweating on the out. I think that most people's best memory come from when they first beginning something they know that they want, you know, and, and when they're learning. This, the Probably the hardest part of everybody's come up is probably their, you know, their favorite part. You know, and I think that that's, that's one of them things it was. You know, you got a lot of people that come in and or came in and out of Word of Records and, you know, that we still got love for, still partners with. And uh, it was it was a bunch of kids, basically. Yeah. You know, coming through with a, with a craft that they was working for. You know, everybody wanted somebody to remember what they had to say. There was a lot of us. And, I mean, that that was, it was, it was a very great time to me. You know, even even after, you know, the car accident and shit like that, right before, you know, this was the golden era of Word of Records, in my opinion. Because right after that is, well, not even right after that, years after that. We is, had a run. We were doing shows. We was open up for Zap, Shore. Doing little shows, and then as years go on, we ended up getting bigger shows. Shout out to Tyree. Yeah, shout out. Rest R.I.P. Brother, R.I.P. Yes, and that all those little steps that were that felt that they was bigger steps is all, you know, it it there are all accomplishments that keep me continuing to do this, you know, because there's lots of times where. I was thinking maybe maybe this was it, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore because you know every artist got slow times, you know, and then I go to thinking about artists such as J Cole or Eminem and shit, and I realize, yo, how many years is it in between each album that they put it out, and then I go to thinking, you know what maybe i maybe I'm not doing nothing wrong, maybe I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And then another something pop up, you know, like a show or something we got to do. Or somebody wants to do a song with you, and then they're like, yo, I'm feeling what you got to say. So uh, I struggled for a long time feeling maybe I should stop doing the music because it's moving slow. But I forget who said who said it recently. It was said something about... Uh, uh, it was actually a Kendrick Lamar commercial said something about uh, making money fast and slow money. And I was like, you know what? That that makes a lot of sense. So sitting back when you're thinking about the times where you don't have nothing really moving quickly on on, on the music thing, you uh you you just gotta kinda sit back and you you reevaluate what you're working for and then you know, just got to understand that ain't nothing going to be just jumped out. But they say nothing worth having is easy to get. True that. And it has been a long... Yo, we started in... Word Up started in 08. But we can say we started way earlier than that. Way earlier. And now it's 2023. Mm-hmm. You done dropped a couple singles. We put out a project together. We put out Where's the Fire Part 1. Yeah, you dropped a couple singles. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's it's something that uh, it takes a special individual to be a rapper, and not and not just 
a rapper, somebody who walks in there talking, you know, saying different shit on the microphone. When you actually go and write, write your music and you're writing from your feelings, who you are and shit, and you're putting your shit out there. As a matter of fact, as I said that, that goes back to what I was thinking before I went to sleep last night. I had set a bar or some shit as I had, I put my, uh, I put uh, everything out for you. I might as well hand you my brain or some shit like that. It was some shit that stood out in my head. I was thinking last night, I was like, oh, man, I got to write that. So now that I'm thinking about it, I should write that motherfucker down. <laughs> but, but no, it's, it takes a special individual to be that, like, be that transparent with everybody about the things that they've done, about the things that they do, about the things that bug them, and not get the recognition that you feel that you should have and keep on moving. You feel me? So That's facts. Not everybody going to get the same, you know, come up, you know, and not everybody's going to come up the same way. See, look at Tech 9 Yeah, he's one of the greatest that I've heard, but it took him how long before, you know, the mainstream started recognizing him? And he actually got on the Forbes list and everything like that. It took long, long time. So with that being in in my head, I feel I still don't know where the question was, but I I feel that uh that this is we on the right journey. I don't know what the question was either, but you got super deep and introspective, and I was feeling it, and I was just letting you go because I agree. Like you're right, it does take a special, a very special individual to to be that vulnerable on a song like you said but then like you said to deal with the rejection is a whole nother level of especially if thing. you like because uh, i mean like uh, like you were saying you you say you consider yourself you do you do better emo rap well for me i do i do my music for people who do struggle with mental illness you feel me so everything that i do is it got to undertone to somebody struggling mentally. So, I mean, I don't consider that emo rap, but when you're coming from a place that you feel that you're being neglected or anything like that, and you're not getting the recognition, that the record, uh, keep for, that you're not getting what you feel that you should, it do take a strong person to continue to push toward that when you already feel that you aren't getting noticed the way that you should as a human being. No, let alone a rapper. No, I completely understand what you're saying. It's it's hard to give people everything you got and for nobody to care. And to continue to get up and do it day in and day out and to keep putting out records and to keep trying to promote something when you know, like, I'm not getting what I feel like I need to be getting out of this. Like, I'm giving y'all my all and I'm, I'm not getting anything but peanuts in return. Well, I also think of it like this. I mean, it's, I try to see things on a brighter note because if you always stay negative, you're going to stay negative. Lots of people out there are dealing with a lot of bad issues and shit around them that are not going well. So then when you go in there and putting out the music that you are expressing what you're going through, lots of people don't want to hear that shit because they're going through the same shit. You know, and they don't want to be reminded of that. So, I mean, I understand why 
uh, party music and twerking music is is the thing that people are into. It's an escape. Exactly. But recording the music that we do is an escape for us. And it was an escape for me. Couldn't have said it any better myself. So, I mean, I like I, I mean, I come in, you know, Kid Cuddy, Tech Nine, uh, people who I feel have came from mental crises themselves, you know? And anybody who struggles, like I said, with mental issues, whether that be PTSD, schizophrenia, anything like that, if they just dealing with having some kind of paralysis or something that they deal with. That's that's where I come from. You know, and that's why I'm the loony gang because, I mean, you could be a little different and be way out there, but you are a beautiful person, just like the Looney Tunes, right? I mean, they was way out there. They was crazy, doing all kind of crazy shit, but you see, you see the beauty behind that cartoon, in my opinion. You feel me? So, I mean, that's where the loony gang come from as well. Plus the three E's, eccentric. Well, I mean, the other two is just because, you know, hey, what's happening? Because it got to be a little different. No, the three E's, eccentric, exotic, and erotic. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm mean, i different. I, I should have I guessed erotic was definitely going to be one. Yes, sir. I mean, it's been him our whole life. Uh, <laughs> shit, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. So... So what's next? So what do you what do you what do you where do you go from here? What's what's next for for Suaze? What's next? Well, of course we got Where's the Fire number two or <laughs> Volume two coming out, and then me, I'm still trying to drop the my actual album that's gonna be a legit album, not a mixtape. Working on that, and hopefully we can get something moving in some kind of aspect to where we can go and do more shows. I miss being on stage. Out of everything, for some reason, I don't know why, but the thrill of being in front of people and not knowing if they're going to feel what you're doing is is a drug for me. So I miss being on stage, rocking the stage, whether people was going to feel it or not. And I'm happy to say that every time we hit the stage, they was rocking with us. So I mean, that's, that's something I... I, I hold very dear to me. I like being on stage. Is that your way. favorite part of music? Is the is is the the show or the is it the recording or the recording process? Uh, man, I'm in love with the whole the whole craft. So I mean, it's hard for me. Honestly, yeah, that's probably one of the things. If I step back now, and I decide I wouldn't go and do music, and I look back at it, that'd probably be the part that I miss the most is recording for people. So, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, recording, uh, performing for people. Because, I mean, I, it takes... Who who all do you know that can get in front of 700 people or whatever and spit something that they have made up not knowing that if you sound like a fool or whatever it is, and then you turn around and everybody's cheering and clapping for you. When you, I mean, you could easily get booed the hell off the stage because, I mean, if you suck, there ain't nobody going to want to hear this shit, especially if they drink it. They're getting, you know, a little buzz. You know, what the fuck we listening to? Well, no, nah, get off the stage. Yeah, it's... I seen that in the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, but they we ain't never got that. Rizzo. We ain't never got that. No, you feel never. me? And everybody was feeling that. So, I mean... Is that why you like TikTok? 
Yeah. Is that why you like TikTok? Because I see you, I see you busting your verses, and I see people feeling it. Like, is that for you? Is that kind of like performing for people? Like you, you be, did that acknowledgement. If I'm being real, and this is this isn't a shot at any of my fans or nothing like that, but I can't stand social media. So, I mean, the only reason I got TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or any of that is because it's a necessity in this game these days. I mean, the only reason I do it is because it has to be done. Ain't nobody selling no music out their trunk anymore. True. So, I mean, it's if you're looking for to be something, you got to make yourself out there on social media. And then it's easier for a lot of people. You know, and a lot of people do enjoy doing the whole... Whether I mean, they call themselves TikTokers. So, I mean, they do... They, I'm sorry, my arm keep falling asleep. I mean, some people do enjoy the whole TikTok process. Me, I just... I do it because I see it as my job. I have to. I mean, yeah, I love all all the people that I've... that I've met through TikTok, Instagram, and everything. Shout out to Leveland. You know, he's... He's one of the DJs that he he always shown support. I mean, I've I've met people from Tennessee and everything like that. So I enjoy some of the aspects to TikTok and some of the social media, but for the most part, that's just another headache. It's a lot, and there's a lot to do when you got a lot of shit you're already doing. I mean. <laughs> A lot of people just hit Twitter and you know, and they they punch punch out a couple a couple words and you know they got a million motherfuckers. It's like, oh, bruh, I feel that or saying something negative for that. But for somebody who's still trying to get a bigger name, you do gotta you know take these little things that you got from TikTok and run with that because you know I I can't just make a Twitter post and have a million motherfuckers knowing what the hell I'm talking about. Cause I mean, I ain't got a million motherfuckers that know me. Not yet. We're gonna get there one day. Right after they hear this podcast, you feel that me? Keeps on shaking this microphone. I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, my hand is fucked up. Well, bro, man, I think this is a great conversation. We're definitely gonna have to do a part two. Yeah, the part two, we'd be smoked out on this one, cause uh, this feel a little sobering to this me. Guy. If you, if that make any sense. I feel like everything got more deeper than what it was supposed to be. So I mean, I will, I wanted to be fun for this. I wanted to, but um, I guess when it comes down to this music thing, I guess I kind of take it more serious than what I push off, like what I what people see. I don't know. Because like, a lot goes into this. It's not just hopping on a beat. There's a whole lot more to it than what we to what we do. Like you said, you got to write it, you got to record it, you got to get it edited, you got to get the cover done, you got to get it on distro. Now you got to make a, a version of it on TikTok. You got to, yeah, there's a you lot. You at least got to make sure that somebody hear it at least one time. Through that, there's not, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's not all fun and games. But like I said, man, that's what this podcast is about. I wanted to have people on here who I feel like have something to offer like i said it's what's the word it's something that you could tell people like what's the word what's something that you could give people that they're gonna be able to take from you know like we said at the beginning like what you consume and what you take in has an effect on your mind mm -hmm. so if we could you know give somebody a little a little game a little insight 
then I feel like that's that's what we're supposed to do. Completely. Completely. So, again, I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you giving me your time. Again, I appreciate you taking time away from your kids. I'm taking time away from my kid so we could be here and, you know, give some game to the listeners and let people know, like, you know, a little bit more about you. It's not just music. It's it's a lot deeper than that. For sure. What did Shrek say? Something about an onion? There's you feel lots me? of layers to this motherfucker right here. So I mean, y'all just barely scratched the surface. You feel me? Definitely a part two. So this is this is the time for you to get your plugs in, drop your social medias, whatever you need to do. Let the people know where they could find you, where they could get in contact with you. I completely forgot that video camera was right there. So with that being said, you can find me at Swaze, S-W-A-Z-A-I-H, on TikTok. You can find me, well, that's probably Swaze 3. I can't remember. But either way, you're going to type that in, you're going to see me. Um, same thing with Instagram. I think Instagram is official Swaze. And then Swaze for Facebook and Swaze for Twitter. So if you got me, holla at me. And then also go and check out www.wordofrecords.com and buy yourself some team. merchandise. I this is good clothing right here. <laughs> you feel me? So, I mean, slide through. Check out the links. You know, the links for Where's the Fire Number One is on there. The links, you know, there will be new links for new music. My uh, latest singles is on there. Get at us. Yes, Charles sir. A. Looney Gang. All right, man. I appreciate you, bro. You know what it is. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you next time. R.O.B. S-dub-A-Z, word up, what's the word podcast, and we out, y'all.